much has happened since our last recording. Yeah, I don't know how long ago our last recording was, but um, we are it back was, in business. Yeah, it was before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, before the holidays, for sure. <clears throat> Didn't we also say we were going to discuss, like, the Jewish holidays as they yeah. occur? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say yeah. that? Yeah. You wanted to do them all at once, and I was like, <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> But yeah, we we were gonna do like a holiday episode, but then you got COVID. Wah wah. <laughs> um, yes, I did. So I was down for a little bit. Um, which, if you guys recall, if you go back to um our old, probably around Halloween or post Halloween episode, mm-hmm. you'll know that Hannah had COVID <laughs> <laughs> not that long ago. So. We only get COVID around holidays. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like, well, at least it wasn't Halloween like Hannah. I thought that. <laughs> we both had um, to miss events. <laughs> yeah. Great times. Really love that for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are, we're doing, doing okay. And we're back in business. And Yeah. I mean, we can, um, if you want to quickly touch on Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, my highlight. Um, well, I will say this. I actually felt like, you know, in a very weird way without sounding too like corny, um, like lighting the menorah every night actually gave me like some weird sense of hope when I had COVID because, you know, I don't know. It was just I was isolated from people and I felt like sometimes just getting off the couch was a lot for me in those like mm-hmm. early days of COVID. And like it was it gave me like a sense of purpose of like, I'm going to go light the menorah like like the one thing i'm gonna go do you know <laughs> yours yeah. is cute with the cupcakes yeah i know i love my cupcake menorah <laughs> but yeah that like definitely actually just helped like in some sense of like the day would go by and i'd be like oh my god i haven't done anything but like i am gonna like that menorah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know it was it was okay but i mean we had our holiday party with my family mm-hmm. where i infected some of them um <laughs> But, yeah, like, that was fun to, like, at least be able to celebrate before I obviously got sick. So, mm-hmm. all right. How about you? Um, Yeah, so this was my first time, I guess, like, not since I moved out of my mom's. Um, And we, so she kept, like, the one menorah that we usually use. And then we had another one that, like, I guess we just didn't use as much. So I took that one. And, like, I bought these candles at this, like, boutique store a couple years ago, and they just, like, were not fitting. <laughs> Ugh, they never do. They're hate- so tall, and the bottom, like, wasn't flat. It was kind of, like, rounded. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, were not staying. So I bought, like, shorter, flatter ones, and that was better. Um do you light the bottom before you put it in? Because my mom taught me that. So Scott started doing that with the ones that like weren't sticking well and it worked. Yeah, it's much But better. there was one that I just like. <laughs> <laughs> I was having problems and I just was like, Scott! Because <laughs> I'm like standing there, I'm holding this giant flame and it's not staying and I don't want to drop it. Did you ever drop it or no? No, I just held it. So I straight up dropped one of the can. Mm-hmm. It was it was the um it was the shamish. <laughs> I literally 
just was holding it and I just dropped a lit flame ridden candle like on my counter and I was like holy shit I've never just dropped the can a candle but luckily I mean better like, the counter than like the carpet yeah, oh my or my chair yeah <laughs> but luckily it just like immediately extinguished like mm-hmm. I guess from the motion of it it like just the flame got knocked out and I was like yeah okay but I was like holy some shit. of them just go out it's, it's so like you get weird. a little bit of it lit and then it just goes out and you have to like keep they're <laughs> fickle they're so fickle that's a great uh, word <laughs> but I bought this nifty like um <laughs> drip like mat Matt from Target oh I don't know if I you saw any pictures that I took of a it drip from mat. no I like yeah that. I mean it says Hanukkah like all over it so it's for the drippings it's for the occasion <laughs> yeah that's um, the problem Those and i'm dripless candles are like they still drip yeah scott and i made latkes oh nice and... yeah did you have any soufgani out no hmm. i feel like that's something that i feel like you need to make I don't know where you would like buy them and it's too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a Jewish deli or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know I'm I'm bummed. I didn't have any latkes and that was like the one thing I was like I wanted during COVID. I was like, I want a latka. Yeah, they were good. A latka. Um and then I went to his cousins for Christmas. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. We did, like, a white elephant. Oh, my God. I didn't even tell you. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) So we did a white elephant with his family. And um, so, like, he and I, they said, like, $10 to $15. So, like, we went to Five Below and just, like, picked up some stuff that we brought. And then... So what we went home with was he ended up with like a Bluetooth speaker, which is like fine. Yeah. I ended up with <laughs> Oh god. Oh dear. Okay, so it's <laughs> it's his female cousin's husband's it's like their house we went to. Okay. So like the husband's sister was there with her husband. Okay. <laughs> and apparently they make their own wine. Oh. So that's what I got. Okay. What kind? Like red, white? Like... <laughs> well, so um, it they was didn't just... spend... Wait, so they didn't spend any money is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the I was talking to the husband when we were leaving and he was like, I didn't even know we were doing a white elephant. Like they just brought it. Oh my god. And then that they ended up just like um putting Sheepos. that in as their gift. So I think it was a white and then as we were leaving, he was like, do you want the other one? And that was a red. So I took both. A bottle of red. <laughs> Ooh, bottle of white. Oh, wow. God. So I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was a little bit skeptical. And to be honest, we have not opened them yet. <laughs> I was going to say, were they good? I don't know. Scott's like, oh, mm. it's fine. I'm sure it's good. And I'm just like okay well you know i don't know i'm sensitive <laughs> you know what i think you should do is you should you should save those bottles of wine for passover oh, and man. then use them to like 
do the like four the glasses four of wine where you like and then you dip the plagues and you go dumb blood and then, <laughs> <laughs> and you start, i think you should save it for passover oh my god well okay so like and i think he he was right in figuring out what exactly i was freaked out about which was that it's in other oh. bottles of wine Oh, no, no, no. And no. then they put a piece <laughs> of tape on it and wrote what it actually is in the year that they made it and like put their own cork in it. And he was like, that's why you're freaked out. And I was like, probably. I mean, like, look, I get it. I guess like that's an innovative thing to do. <laughs> like, and also, like, I guess what else are you going to do unless you like have a warehouse and you're like mm-hmm. ma- manufacturing wine like professionally? Yeah. But that being said, like, it's then just don't do it at all. <laughs> it's a little sketch. And I, uh, yeah. I'll agree with you there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah you're like what kind of bacteria is in this bottle <laughs> that's okay the alcohol will kill it it'll be fine it'll be okay <laughs> well that's fun um and then new year's has passed as well <laughs> it has indeed you are correct friend yeah what'd you do for new year's yeah we didn't do anything like we we were with our parents like during the day and then we reconvened at night (laughs) um yeah i mean he and i for the past like few years have really done nothing for new year's um i think like when he was still living in philly with his roommates like we had a party that year it was like 20 18 or something but we haven't done anything since then yeah i feel like that's the consensus this year like everyone i talked to was like i was asleep at 10 (laughs) oh yeah i mean we stayed up till midnight and we watched like miley's new year's eve and some of the other ones but i was like eventually i'm gonna stop caring about even like being awake at midnight (laughs) yeah it was uh pretty hard because i was yawning at like 8 30 and i was like <laughs> you got a long way to go there yeah. um but yeah i made it up i pretty much i also think the ball drop was on a delay because my phone said like 12 and fireworks were going off outside but mm. the ball drop was like 25 24 20. mm. I was like, are we like not is this my <laughs> tv or like is something wrong because i was like streaming it so mm-hmm. but mm. No, I think it was like actually delayed, like by like a good minute, maybe. Like, what is time? I mean, that's true. That's valid. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. You could tell me it dropped at any time, and I would have been like, "All right, happy New Year." <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, one of the ones that we were flipping between, they were in like Puerto Rico, and it was already midnight, and then like. The thing with Miley Cyrus, I guess, was in California, but, like, they did the ball drop at, like, Eastern Standard Time, and I was like, but, like, whatever. Uh, huh. <laughs> Interesting. Because I guess people aren't going to, you know, stay up until three. Yeah, I know it's weird when you're, like, on the West Coast when I was, like, in San Diego for New Year's, then it's, like, the East Coast ball drop. Yeah west coast celebration and then you're like i just did this already mm-hmm. then you're tired <laughs> never been to the west coast i'd like to go yeah we gotta get your ass there let's go girl <laughs> you will get you there don't you worry yeah i mean it sounds like all the uh 
destinations that we're talking about for this year on that coast anyway. <laughs> yes, they're out west. It's like the um, the Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. <laughs> uh, it's nothing like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, on today's episode, it's going <laughs> to take a turn <laughs> um, on a more serious note. I thought it would be a good idea to do a podcast on anxiety because I feel like it's something that has come up, I don't know, especially in the millennial generation, mm-hmm. not not to like generalize, but I feel like it's become more open to talk about anxiety. And I think the differences of like just having stress, but then like actually having like anxiety. And I feel like, especially with COVID, the prevalence... <laughs> Of people, oh, did I just cut out? I don't, it, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that was so spooky. <laughs> um, I think the prevalence with COVID has just made it like I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. just, so, it's just so much worse with people's anxiety lately. So yeah, I thought, and I thought it would be good to also talk about like imposter syndrome and maybe like a little bit of that and how like sure. anxiety in like the workplace. And just like, I don't know, I think it's tough out there. And I feel like the more that we talk about it, hopefully, like the better people feel. So, yeah. And I do think here's my point of view of like the generations when it comes to that. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like people always forget about, no, like nobody talks about um, Gen X, first well, of all. Yeah. They're overlooked. That's true. All the time. Because <laughs> I was going to go straight to boomers. But, um, because, you know, like, that's our parents. And I feel like in that generation, like, they have it. Don't get me wrong. They definitely have anxiety. But, um, I don't know. It's just more like they didn't grow up in a time where it was, like, okay to talk about as much. So I feel like they bury it a little bit more. Yeah. And then, like you said, like, there's just something so, like, acute about millennials for some reason. Because I feel like Gen Z has anxiety, too. But because they were so young and, like, grew up in a time where it was, like, talked about, it's almost like they're calmer about their anxiety. <laughs> yeah. They're just, like, more zen about it where we're, like, I don't know. We're, we're a mess like spiraling <laughs> literally spiraling yeah I just think like for me at least I feel like in middle school like I saw a I guess like adolescent therapist for my anxiety and I feel like it was very stigmatized like hmm. I would never have told my friends in middle school like I see a therapist like I would never say that but I feel like as an adult I don't know if it's because I'm an adult or because things are changing, like, you know, culturally. But I feel like now it's, like, commonplace to say, like, oh, I have a therapy appointment. Like, oh, like, I have to, like, talk to my therapist about that. Like, I just feel like all of my friends are like that where they, like, talk about stuff so openly that now it just Mm -hmm. feels, like, normal. Like, it feels like I think it's probably both. I feel like even a kid today would, like, maybe still feel... A little weird about it right like it's obviously not like a cool thing to do yeah maybe it is because kids are still mean (laughs) 
which I think that that like also comes back to like I don't know I feel like it's an attractive quality in a man if a man is like I go to therapy I feel like that's almost like attractive to me because I feel like Mm -hmm. that means that he cares and he's like working on himself Mm -hmm. like wants to like I don't know like that he's like very maybe self-aware is the word I'm looking for but because there's plenty of dudes that I feel like probably need therapy and don't get therapy sure but I think it's like nice to like you know to I guess I don't know be like man enough in quotes to be like Mm -hmm. I, like, could benefit from therapy. Because I feel like everyone could benefit from it. But yeah. I feel like guys probably don't think it's, like, cool or, like, manly to be like, yeah, I'm in therapy. Yeah. And <laughs> see, like, if I heard that a guy was in therapy because they're so, like, usually against it, my first thought would be, like, wow, like, you must be so fucked up that, like, <laughs> you're you're being forced to go. <laughs> Oh my There's God. no other option. Yeah, you did not willingly participate yeah. in this. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I just feel like I think ever since COVID, it's been it's just been this general state of like of just people feeling like like on like, edge. Like on edge, like they're waiting for the next, like what's the expression? They're waiting for the, the shoe other to, shoe to drop. Is that is that the right expression? Uh-huh. I know you're not good with this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know I'm not good at that. <laughs> um, that's how it feels to me, at least. Like that you're kind of just walking on eggshells, and it's like, you know, I mean, because you just look at the news, like you turn on the news, and I think that's like the biggest thing about our generation. Like you, I see all these TikToks and stuff where it's like you know, like, we remember 9-11, like, and there's mm-hmm. a big difference there as far as, like, other generations, you know, below us who don't, who have were born or don't remember, like, after a time of 9-11, and I feel like having, like, that as, like, a core memory of childhood, and then, like, the recession, and then it's, like, you think about, I don't even know what else, all the other shit that has transpired, but, like, mm-hmm. and then COVID, and I think it's just, like, we all feel like we've never, like, even been able to, like, Gener- the adults like generationally like catch our breath like mm-hmm. yeah and i think that that's definitely like a-, a consensus amongst millennials and so when like covid hit it's like to me it almost gave this like sense of like i don't know like just like okay like the world is hopeless like because now it's like especially with you know anti-vaxxers like people not wearing their masks and shit like that it just got to a point where I- it was like what is the point of this like like, now we're just, like, in a terrible situation. And, and, like, even now, like, economically, I feel like people are still struggling to make ends meet. I feel like millennials mm-hmm. have a lot of, like, loans and debt. And, like, COVID did not help with, like, you know, jobs and stuff like that. And so it's just, I don't know. I feel like yeah. our has had it so rough. And I don't know how we, like, come back from that. Because it's, like, we're still in it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's... yeah, I mean, we've been out of college for like eight years, oh right? God. Seven. Oh, um, well, almost. And eight. yeah, it feels like that whole time has been like, I don't know. <laughs> the beginning was better. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that too is it's like when you're younger, you're like, okay, well, maybe it's like that you're not like in the real world yet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say, but. 
I do like sort of miss that like blissfulness of like mm-hmm. you're in college, you don't have like real, real responsibilities. Yeah. And then you get out in the world and it's definitely a little, you know, I mean, they don't teach you balancing a checkbook in high school. Like there's or like doing your taxes. Like there are certain like skills that you just think like, why are we not taught those things? You know, mm-hmm. no, insurance, health insurance, like stuff. Yeah. Like, I think like when you go to school, you're like, like what? Like you're teaching you square dancing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. They're not teaching you, like, real-world skills sometimes. And, yeah, it's hard being an adult. And I don't think people talk about that. And then I think you are left with, especially at, at our age, I think I'm I'm at least, like, for myself, feel like I don't feel like an adult. And you have friends that are still single. And then you have friends that are, like, engaged, friends that are married, friends that are having babies. And everyone's, like, at these, like, very different stages in their life. But we're all, like around the same age and that's like mm-hmm. a very weird time like a very- it is and I think, I think the secret is that even people who are married or have kids still probably don't always feel like they're grown up either yeah I mean my mom always told me she like still says she doesn't feel like an adult <laughs> and a lot of adults say like they're like I don't think I'll ever feel like that and then you as you get older you realize like I actually just think that maybe that's just normal because you know mm-hmm. Kind of we all age like that meme that's like when they ask for an adult and you look around for a more <laughs> adultier adult yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> you're like oh nope this is just me and I, I do think the older you get you get like a certain sense of confidence of like okay mm-hmm. like I can do this now like do you that- know how many times for some reason in the past like week I've been called like hun Ugh, I got called that like today <laughs> I like I know that I have like I don't look my age but I don't know people like calling me um what's the word for those types of um words <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. um like sweetie um um <laughs> are we okay um I was going to say affirmation me too <laughs> 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 with an a right terms of endearment is that it i haven't i haven't thought of what that word is in so long that i completely forget yeah i was gonna say affirmation but that's definitely <laughs> yeah okay but those things yeah yeah i get called ma'am a lot at so work that also makes me feel young that's that's good I get called. <laughs> Maybe that's on the opposite side. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think as somebody who struggled with like anxiety their whole life, it's just like adulthood brings about this whole other sense of like, of just anxiety. And I, and I think about that from like the perspective of like our parents. Like, I always saw like my dad being anxious about stuff, like just mm-hmm. big stuff like obviously you're like paying bills for your family and then when you're like paying bills you're like is this the kind of stress that like my parents felt but like mm-hmm. they didn't know it like is that just like everyone goes through that like I always said I'm, I'm never gonna get jaded I'm not gonna be like a jaded adult who's like I'm so concerned about money and like whatever because I didn't want to be like that but then when I get older I'm like yeah but that stuff's important like mm-hmm. you know money to live and you have to like 
to have budgets and you have to like think about <laughs> like think you know five steps ahead and like balancing your bills and stuff like those are like the real like adult things that you have to do and that stuff like be really anxiety provoking and I just don't think that maybe I think like my parents just like hit it I don't know mm-hmm. well I do think we all kind of become jaded adults. I don't I don't want to be like that, but sometimes I don't see the world through like rose-colored glasses like you know what I mean? Am I making sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's just like it's this I don't know, this just the stress, but um but yeah, the covid stress I feel like was just a new level of anxiety and I do feel like I, you know, lost like two years of my life mm-hmm. from the pandemic which I, I think mean <laughs> terrible like for those that don't know that I have um ulcerative colitis I went into a flare immediately March <laughs> of 2020 <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it was not good <laughs> and I yeah. remember I was so upset it was right at the beginning and it was you and Holly and you were making you were both making me feel crazy because I didn't want to go to dinner because one of you that. was sick. I do remember I remember that. And I was like, I'm not fucking around. <laughs> like, Look at us now, 2023. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just oh, it's just so overwhelming. I you know what though? <clears throat> In a weird way, like, yes, I obviously still get, like, anxious about certain things. But, um, why do I feel like we talked about this a little bit on a different episode? Because I felt like I remember sounding, like, really jaded and, like, over it. Because I was kind of just like, I don't care about anything anymore. Oh, yeah, you did say that. So, in a way, I feel like it's kind of forced me to just, like not be so anxious about everything because I can't because I'll die well (laughs) well I get that and that's something I do talk to like my therapist about is that I feel like so a lot of my anxiety comes from a feeling of not being in control Mm -hmm. and I like recognize that and sometimes I look at like my whole life which obviously is overwhelming but like I think about so many things that have like scared me or like I'm anxious about like I don't like roller coasters like I'm just not a roller coaster person but a lot of that to me is like if I actually dug into that more I'd be like it's because I feel out of control like I can't anticipate how my body's gonna feel on it I can't anticipate like the next drop so I get anxious about it it's the same way it's like if you're going to a new place like um you know, I get anxious. I have a bug phobia because I don't know when they're going to appear. So I feel out of control of the situation. And that's what gives me the anxiety, which I think truly is the root of most anxiety, I think, is this sensation that you feel like you've lost control of something. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so I talk about that a lot. And I say like, that most of the solutions to like, anxiety or like therapies or interventions is like, saying to yourself like I'm not in control of the situation Mm -hmm. and then sometimes that gives me a sense of comfort because I think to myself almost the same thing how you're like I just can't care anymore it's almost like I have to sit there and be like you can't control this so stop 
think like stop obsessing about this thing that you and then sometimes I'm like okay well I can't control it and that's fine so stop trying and then it kind of takes like the stress off of it like you don't have to mm-hmm. do anything right now right it, it is what it is mm-hmm. like and then but other times that doesn't satisfy my anxiety <clears throat> which is the frustrating part because it's not a consistent thing but um you know I mean you know you've been very supportive of <laughs> my insane amount of health anxiety that I you know we talk about frequently not on the podcast but that also is just like feeling out of control of my own body like Mm -hmm. and I think that's just the root of like everything um but a lot of that I think is like my personality and I'll say like you know okay am I just the kind of person that just won't ever ride roller coasters or like will I ever get to a point where like I'll overcome that fear and I think some people just like I, think I don't some, like roller coasters. Right. And I think sometimes it's like, that just might never happen. And I asked my therapist, I was like, okay, like, at what point is it like, that's just not for me. And she was like, if you have a desire to do something and it's hindering you, then like, that's something you should work on. If you're like, I just don't have any interest in roller coasters. I'm never going to ride them. Then that's fine. Because some people just don't like certain things. Mm-hmm. So it's when it starts to, I think, interfere with your day-to-day life and it becomes debilitating, like, then that's, like, then that's an actual issue that, like, needs to be addressed. You know what I mean? So it's, like, (laughs) for that sometimes, but, but I do think that the COVID anxiety was so high because we all felt this, like, sense of, like, a lack of control. Like, Mm -hmm. no one knew what was going to happen. It was so unpredictable. It felt like the news cycle of COVID was changing almost on a daily basis, if not hourly at some points in the beginning of the pandemic it was insane and that like amount of like information overload and like all these changing things I mean it it would make anybody anxious you know mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't know I think I think a lot of people are now in therapy from COVID and actually I've been reading articles where they say that therapists can't even meet up meet the demand of people making appointments yeah. and the like, list is insanely long because so many people are like I mean it's good in a way but well good I mean yeah <laughs> and then I don't know we can talk about like trying to find a good therapist is like the hardest mm. thing in the whole world like mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's that hard <laughs> I gave up like I I was seeing one in was it 2020 no I think I stopped because of the pandemic. So I think it was 2019. Um, and I only started because uh, I can't swallow pills. That's a separate podcast. I feel you. <laughs> My GI doctor w- wanted to, he thought that that would help. Right. So that's why I started. And then, you know, obviously we talked about other things because you can't just talk about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I stopped because of the pandemic, but at the same time, like, I didn't feel like she was a great fit. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. It's it's almost like online dating, but it's like a personality thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I have, I have always struggled with this because when I first meet people, I'm very, like, I'm shy, which is, like, weird because I'm a very outgoing person, but, like, it takes me a while to, like, warm up to people and, like, let my actual personality come out. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with dating as it is with therapists, honestly. Like, 
I can't just open up to a stranger. I'm not just going to like spill my guts to a stranger until I know you better. And like, there has to be a level of like trust there to like mm-hmm. open. Yeah, comments. we talked about this on the uh, Love is Blind episode yes. for those that didn't yeah. listen. Throwback, Throwback Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard to find someone that you feel like is not judging you, like when you say things and like being able to have like a very open dialogue with them. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um, yeah. I don't know why or at one, what point I. I'm the opposite and I don't know why but I'm just thinking back to like when I was still dating or like I don't, I'll just I fucking say anything <laughs> like <laughs> I just I don't know I don't care maybe that's like a nervous habit. like I don't think I'm nervous like when I'm in group situations it's not quite like that and it does take me longer with certain people to like I guess open up and like be myself but if it's like smaller groups or like one-on-one I'm I have like I don't know I don't seem to hold back <laughs> just fill your guts yeah yeah um I was gonna say something oh yeah like well therapy helped me with my pill swallowing definitely I mean that was some hardcore exposure therapy <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean yeah that's the thing is like again it's like if it's affecting your life is different than just saying I right. can't, that this is just not for me like you know what I mean it's hard like I don't like scary things like I don't like haunted houses and I'm mm-hmm. like that's fine like that's I could live my life without that mm-hmm. you know like you gotta kind of like pick your battles I guess of like what you're gonna try to work on and I think I think it's like so good I think therapy is good from the perspective of like I feel like it makes you a better person because it makes me a lot more aware of like you know, I don't know, like, what do I need to work on? Like, what is important to me? Like, what do I value with, like, relationships with other people, my family and friends? And, like, you know, I think it's just, like, helpful to talk things out loud sometimes and not, like, keep everything inside because, yeah, like, when you internalize stuff, it just makes things, like, so much worse. Um, But I was going to say that um, going along the lines of, like, imposter syndrome and stuff... Um, which I feel like is very common amongst millennials. But for me, uh, which I will openly talk about because I'm trying hard to like, again, break stigma of things. And I feel like it's just not discussed at all the same way that like anxiety and depression is. But like I have OCD. I've had it since I was like probably in elementary school, but I was never officially diagnosed until like later. But one time I had a therapist tell me that like OCD is basically like your mind's way of saying like that you can't be trusted, like that you have no mm. trust in yourself. It's like a lack of trust in yourself, which is like a hundred percent true because I mean, if you think about a more common form of OCD that I feel like everybody has where it's like when you leave the house and you're like checking if you unplugged your hair straightener. Mm-hmm. I so many people talk about that. It's like the like, it's like the stereotypical example they're like oh did I unplug my hair straightener and the thing is like if you have OCD like regular people would probably just be like okay yeah I unplugged it and like go about their day but like if you have OCD it's like you might check and look at the outlet five times or you might like actually drive down the street and then turn back around and like go back and check and see if you unplugged it and so it's really more so like I know that I unplugged it, 
but in the back of my mind I'm like but what if you didn't unplug it Mm -hmm. did you but what if it's like self-doubt I guess is what I feel like OCD is yeah I feel like that sometimes spills into like my job which I try not to let that happen but I feel like I start doubting my abilities and I start saying like yeah you did this right but like what if you didn't and like I go like that all day like that's my whole life like my whole life is constantly like yeah you did that right but maybe you didn't do that right and what if you did it and then if you didn't do that right and then you just start spiraling and it's like you know this constant like back of my mind like thinking that and I I had my therapist once describe it as like a helicopter parent where it's like your parents over your shoulder like honey did you do that Mm -hmm. are you sure you did that did you clean that up did you do that thing And you just never feel like you have any sense of relief. And so the anxiety keeps building. Right. What OCD is. You are obsessing about something. You have to do a compulsion, whether it's checking or mentally reassuring or whatever. And then you keep doing it. And you think that doing that thing is going to, like, calm the anxiety. And it never does. It just comes back stronger the next time. And the only way that I can ever get past it is to just learn how to, like, sit with the anxiety until it eventually will subside which is like a terrible way to live (laughs) you know so I think a lot of that contributes to like an imposter syndrome of feeling like Mm -hmm. you doubt that you like are meant to be in your job or you doubt that you're like good enough or you doubt that you like can do it like and I think a lot of millennials like hopefully when I'm speaking other people can relate to and it's not Mm -hmm. just But I feel like for millennials especially, I think there's a sense of like, we do feel like we're still kids and we're Mm -hmm. not really adults. And it's like, like, how did I get in this job? Like, do I I actually qualify to do this? Because we're still like relatively new to the workforce. Right. And I think a lot of people look down on millennials and they're like, oh, you know, you're just like a 20 something year old which like now most millennials are like in their 30s mm-hmm. you know and i think that we just don't we we almost just feel like we still don't we don't fit that mold of like yeah like being in the workforce mm-hmm. and being adults and i think like that self doubt kind of always exists in the back of your mind somewhere i think like we know. have to earn the respect of the boomers 100% only oh my- <laughs> 100% I mean, if I could tell you how many times I've had people at work, um, like patients be like, oh, like millennials just don't want to work hard. As I'm, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. You know, you, you, I feel like we as a generation feel like we have to prove something. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like at what point is it like, you know, I mean, I think that there's the there's this misconception that we don't want to work and yet I feel like <laughs> I feel like millennials do have like so many like they're in so many different positions and jobs and they mm-hmm. do want to work I don't know anyone that hustles harder like yeah that's what I mean like <laughs> I don't I don't really know where that came from I really yeah. don't <laughs> but yeah I don't know I just I don't know if you deal with that sensation, but I just feel like... Well, I'm not really <clears throat> in a similar job to you. Yeah, I don't know, though. I feel like it's just stressful trying to, like, meet other people's demands sometimes, you know? like trying Yeah. To- I mean, I feel like I'm good at my job, but 
sometimes <laughs> it's a little weird like <clears throat> sorry I keep coughing me too <laughs> um, like telling someone what to do or like asking someone to do something that's older than me oh that that is hard that's a good one mm-hmm. that's a very good point because I have to do that at work. not including your brother <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Wait, we're not asking him for things. I was gonna say, remind me to say something about that in a second. But yes, <laughs> I do that. I do that too at work, like delegating um certain tasks to people that are older than me, and that is actually very weird. I think like the age difference mm-hmm. um, of being like, wait, this is weird that I'm in a position to do this. Yeah, like, it almost feels like wrong or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I was going to say my brother like did text me about how your boss asked to pick up extra shifts or or extra like work or something. Mm -hmm. But like so last last week, I think I I guess I don't know what day we are. Yeah, I guess it was like the end of last week or early this week or something like over the holiday. Maybe maybe it was like Sunday. I don't know. Like she asked you guys to like pick up extra work. I feel like it was in between Christmas and New Year's, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, that was the thing. Like, so the actual holiday was like the weekend. So then it was like the Mondays were like observed. Right. That's how we were. So yeah. like we technically had off, but she was like, you can work if you want to. And it's double time. And I was the only person that did. <laughs> really? And I'm like, oh. what, what is everyone doing on January 2nd? That they can't be bothered because right. we're behind. <laughs> Probably sleeping. Ugh. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, December 26th. Oh my gosh. But whatever. Look at you go. See, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I also <sighs> think, like, I think millennials in general, too. I feel like now where this is becoming like a millennial talk, but. I feel like we're big on self-care and I feel like that's something that you don't see like in previous generations as much either because I feel like when it comes to like work-life balance like I Mm -hmm. feel like we are aware that sometimes those things don't exist like there is no balance yeah (laughs) or like the balance is is imbalanced but um like trying to like take care of ourselves and stuff and almost being like my life is not my job yeah that's like very hard sometimes for me especially like my life is not my job like I have a life outside of my job and it's important to like take care of myself especially having COVID like I realized I'm like okay like that's what comes first like your health is your priority and like also just like your mental health like that includes your mental health of like making Mm -hmm. sure you like feel okay and <clears throat> doing things that you like doing and like seeing my friends and it's like that stuff is like important you know mm-hmm. and I think millennials are kind of getting that like at least like corporate America it's not like I work in corporate America but I see a lot of these memes where people are like a two-week like notice for your employer is like like yeah that's a thing but also like they're gonna fill your position mm-hmm. at the end of the day like you are just probably a number to them you know what I mean like it depends but um so I will say like I don't (laughs) sometimes I feel like your other job is very not good for your mental health 
That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, I feel like that's even harder for you to have a work-life balance with because at least your nursing job is like, you're physically there. Yeah. Like I can leave work at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, that is hard. Yeah, the answering the emails and stuff is like, I'm probably gonna have to do that tomorrow. It's, <laughs> it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's, that's another thing too, is it's like, okay, we work so that we can make money and we make money so that we can live a certain type of life and like be able to do things and have things. But I do think that there's times where I'm like, is this one thing like taking on this one task worth the couple, whatever that I'm going to make? No, it's, it might not be worth my sanity at the end. Mm-hmm. Of the day. And I think like it is, it is that, that is, I guess the balance is like, how badly do I want this money to pick up an extra shift at work maybe or do I would I rather just take the day off and like relax a little bit mm-hmm. I think that um gotta weigh that and I had to make that decision like you know every job that I've had before this one I was so stressed out and like miserable yeah and not miserable but like you know they all had different pros and cons but they were a lot more stressful than the one that I'm currently at. Yeah. And I eventually just had to be like, okay, literally the only thing that I don't like about my job right now is the paycheck. Right. But I had to just be like, what's more important to me? Yeah. And I have a disease <laughs> where my stress directly affects it. Right. So do I care that? And to be honest, like, I'm in a, like, beneficial, not beneficial, but I'm in a situation where, like, I have a partner. And, like, if I did have to live completely by myself, that would be more of a struggle financially, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I couldn't still live with my mom if I had to. It just gets to a certain age where it's kind of, like whatever (laughs) just with my job I was like and you know we've had this conversation before where it was like yeah I don't make as much money as I probably should but that's not the most important thing to me right now yeah and I think that's good that like you left something that wasn't making you happy Mm -hmm. and I do think you have to prioritize your health above anything else and it's just there's just some things that are just not worth it I mean, I think about that, too, with, like, time with family and friends. Like, that is important to me. And so, like, having a job that, you know, like, I'm lucky that my job is so flexible, especially in my, like, career, like, in my work field. Like, it's very rare that I could, like, actually spend time on the holidays with my family. Like, I'm very lucky Mm -hmm. that that's, like, an option for me in my job. And so I think, like, you have to think about your priorities. Like, are your priorities, like okay just money or is it like the time that you have with people and like your well-being and I feel like that stuff should come above other things and obviously like I'm not the best at that like I'm not perfect at that like I'm definitely not perfect at the work work life balance like if anything quite the opposite but I just think it's like important to just something to keep in mind you know mm-hmm. you go through life because we're all gonna go through like different jobs and different paths and stuff and it's just you know, I think sometimes we do lose sight of that. You get so, like, like pulled into things. Like, I, in, in my old jobs, like, I've felt 
pulled into something like and then I'm almost like why am I this invested in this when this is not life like Mm -hmm. it's not my whole life and I have to tell myself that it's very hard sometimes it is very hard to leave work at work like emotionally like sometimes I come home yeah still I mean today I'm just every day I mean you I mean I text you guys constantly (laughs) like every day I feel like I have to come home and be like you have to leave work at work like Mm -hmm. you gotta stop being like okay and I do and I I I had a couple things last week where I was still thinking about it and stressing about it my mom's like you gotta stop like it's what's done is done and I tell myself like you can't go back and be like I could have done x y and z differently because everything's like that I could have done everything Mm -hmm. in life differently like but I can't go back and be like, oh, my God, if I had just done that one thing, then this wouldn't have happened. Like, no, it happened. And then you troubleshoot and you try to fix it. And then I try to learn from it. And I think that's ugh, this, my job is just like a series of me learning from mistakes. Like every day I try to be better than the day before. And it's like sometimes I'm not. But like I make so many mistakes and I literally have no time to be like, oh, my God, I have to just be like, okay. All right, moving on. Like, yeah, I do think your job is maybe a little bit harder than others to like maybe not think about the things that happen. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, and especially like getting angry at things. I'm kind of like, I wish, I wish that I was a less angry person sometimes. (laughs) Cause like, I just feel like I wish that I could just have things slide off my back. Like, there's some people that are so type B that they Mm -hmm. just like let it go. And eventually I do, but I feel like don't. I'm coming off as type B in this episode because I'm like, I don't care about anything. But I'm <laughs> Yeah, <not>. you are. <laughs> I'm type A. <laughs> she's she's type A, guys. She's type A. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to like let things go, but eventually it's like I do, and then I move on to the next day and there'll be other things. There'll be other problems. But you know, yeah, I think I have to also um be kinder to myself which I think is another like millennial a millennial phrase I feel like we tell you that like once a week you do (laughs) and I I need to work on it and I know I need to work on it but like giving myself a little bit of grace of like that Mm -hmm. I'm still learning and being like you know like you're everyone's gonna make mistakes and it's like a part of life and I think that Another part of like my OCD is that I'm a huge perfectionist and mm-hmm. I, I want everything to be perfect. Oh my God, you should have seen me freaking out about the pantry a couple weeks ago. Oh my God. Oh yeah, what happened with that? Because nothing. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I forgot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Until just now. <laughs> funny. Oh my God. That I was going to try to like, I don't know, get my money back or something, but it's fine. But yeah, no, I was angry that it was imperfect (laughs) yeah I mean it's but that's like stuff like that can like ruin your day you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like but yeah I'm it's not that I think I mean I know a hundred percent I'm not a perfect person but for some reason I strive to be and I'm like why are you doing this like it's like you there you can't have perfection perfection in every single aspect of your life and like I don't like nothing I don't at all but for some reason, I just have this expectation of myself and it's not an external thing. Like I've, when I was in school, like I never felt pressure from my parents to perform a certain way. It was always internal. It was like mm. always in this internal, like, oh my God, you have, to be, you have to do this. You have to like get good grades. You have to do this. Like, 
And then that like kind of just carries itself with you throughout your whole life, like into mm-hmm. a of like when you make a mistake, you're like, you feel like shit. And then you're like, why? Like, I'm just a human being. Like, I mm-hmm. can't be expected to do everything right all of the time. Right. But for some reason. And you like- seem like you're really good at like um, sensing when someone's like not reacting well to a medication. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But you're yeah. still so hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I am. I mean, I've, I've, I've grown a lot in the past year and I've gotten a lot better at things of like catching things. Mm-hmm. And there are moments I have where I'm like proud of myself for like intervening quickly with something like that with like a reaction. But, um, you know, yeah, we all have our off days. And that's the hardest part about my job is I feel like I can't have an off day because of like what I do. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I'm like, you can't have an off day. Like, you have to, like, always be on, you know? But it's like, that's not that's not the reality. Like, we're human beings and we all have days that we just don't perform as well as, like, we, we should or could. But Wait, I think I actually saw a meme today that was like, oh, I love saying, like, sorry, I'm having an off day when I know that I haven't been on in, like, four <laughs> years. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> I know I've been saying that the last like two or three weeks I'm like I, I'm, I'm a little off um, <laughs> I will say though that like well well memes are funny um I just feel like it's gotten <laughs> to a point with our generation that like they're getting like really specific and like normalized to a point where it's almost like I know is this mean. feeding the problem because like it's not okay I know, yes, I kind of, I know, I know what you mean. I know exactly. Yeah, I talked about this with a couple people, like, last week. Like, you're saying it's normalizing, like, so I feel that, like, with mental health, like, and mental illness, like, I feel like that. I feel like there's a point where it starts to be, like, I I get that we poke fun at things or, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, normalize it. But sometimes I do feel like, are we just, like, kind of putting a Band-Aid on the situation? Yeah. Like, the one meme that was, like, oh, am I really a workaholic or do I not want to be alone with my thoughts for two minutes? <laughs> and I'm, like, that's not okay. Yeah, you're, <laughs> like, like, wait a second. Like, that actually is a problem. <laughs> yeah, either uh, yeah, you or Holly sent it. And I was, like. I sent it. <laughs> it was me. It was me. It was me. I'm oh, a problem. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I get exactly what you mean. It's, it's also, like, a. It's, the it's like we're just all feeding each other's, like, psychosis. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's like the normalization of, like, being a workaholic, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like this idea of, like, it's almost a glamorized thing, I think. Like, it's yeah. Be- it's in some ways, I feel like, or at least in the I past. Think, I think it seems to me that society's trying to get away from it a little bit. Right. But I think we almost, like, joke about, like, I feel like in general, it's like, oh my god, like work, like uh, you ever like <laughs> have to, like you ever had to like get ready for work, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't wait to crawl back in my bed. I don't know. There's just like memes like that, or like people that are just like, oh, like in the break room, or so. I, I know there's so many work <laughs> memes, which a lot of them I think are funny. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm not giving good examples. I'm sorry, but then other times I'm kind of like okay but like that's what having a job is like there's times where I feel like right and I feel guilty yeah I I feel like I complain so much and I'm sorry I feel 
like I complain at work I feel like I complain to you guys and I'm like I need to complain like so much more like I mean like less not more (laughs) less less but I do feel like then there's other times when I'm like look there's no point in complaining about some things because like this is just work mm-hmm. like, this is just what work is like it's not gonna be like a pleasant experience all the time you know yeah just, that's why they call it work it's hard work like but yeah the meme thing I totally get what you're saying because yeah. on the one hand I do see that it's kind of like normalizing it in a good way yeah seems like everyone has seasonal depression <laughs> <sighs> that oh that's another thing too yeah it's like a sense of camaraderie I feel like is yeah feel like- so I totally get that side but then on the other hand it's like okay now we're just kind of laughing <laughs> at like it's like neurotic <laughs> that's i feel like that's very true yeah um yeah that's that's funny i mean i've definitely thought about that but like not like worded like that until you said it but i i mean i know i know what you mean it's and i i'm guilty of that because i send my i send my work friends like so many work memes Mm -hmm. and then i'm like maybe now i'm thinking like maybe it's too much (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe the work memes are are excessive because it's like there's so many nursing memes too, yeah. and some of them, some of them are funny, and some of them I'm kind of like, Ugh, maybe this is a little off, off color. <laughs> like, maybe we um, shouldn't be joking about this, right? I love. There's so many like specific TikToks. Like, we all have that one uh, <laughs> mentally ill nurse sister. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Cousin Sally? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Oh my god. Yeah, it's always about millennials. Yeah, I do. I think that there's been a normalization of mental illness, but then almost like we don't want to go too far in the other direction, guys. Like, Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting the help that you need. (laughs) Right. Do Do you get what I meant, though, before about, like, with Gen Z? I don't know. I guess I don't know that many people even that are gen z but it just seems like i don't know like they're just like calmer about it where we're like not okay <laughs> yeah i don't know what that is i don't know what to make of that yeah like, it's hard I, to verbalize it is hard to verbalize i don't know i don't know if maybe yeah if they're just numb to it or mm-hmm. if they just have decided like they have other coping mechanisms like right. weird ass slang in their memes like i yeah. don't mm-hmm. yeah they do seem a little um more unbothered yeah maybe they're smoking a lot of pot like <laughs> maybe. i don't know but yeah we're just we're are... a very weird like transitional generation <laughs> yeah yeah, it's weird to think that like the so many cell people... phones, the internet. The oh, internet. for sure. <laughs> I mean, that, but I really do feel like nine eleven was like a, a weird like mm-hmm. I don't know like turning point kind of situation, a defining moment. It really, I mean, really, it, it's like it's just so weird when I think about how like my little cousins like were like born right. I'm trying to think. They were yeah, they were born after nine eleven, and I think like oh, that's. Wow. Yeah, it's. I think it's bizarre. I think about it, and I'm like, I can't. That's such a weird thing for me because I mean, it's like again, like we were young, right? I mean, but like I remember it. Like I I remember seeing it on the TV. Right, I remember that day. But like, you know, we were we were fairly young, so like, 
there's not much that I remember about like daily life that yeah. has changed since then. I don't. I mean, I wasn't flying a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean that. Like, yeah, like I we don't we didn't understand the implications mm-hmm. of like what that. Meant, oh, I totally like, that day. I totally didn't get what was happening. No, I knew my parents were like really upset. And I was yeah. Like, well, you guys are so upset. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. But no, it just, just definitely is like a, it's growing up in a different time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with like with technology, I mean, we've talked about this before and we can, we'll save this for another day. But just like I think that the use of social media has made, made me more anxious. Um, and I know I've mentioned that to you before, but there's been days where I feel like I mean, forget the emails that I have to answer right now. Like, I think about all the texts when I'm at work. Like, I get, I mean, I get texts throughout the day and I really can't always answer them because I'm, I'm like busy, but I feel this pressure, like at the end of the day, like I have to go through my texts and I, I have to check and make sure I didn't miss like responding. Well, that's to not social media. That's not social media. But then the social media aspect is anxiety provoking too, because I feel like I have to like check those notifications and mm-hmm. then like. You know, I almost feel like, oh, I'll be left out if I don't, like, check in on, like, what's everyone up to? What's going on in the world? Like, right. let me log on Twitter. Now let me go back on Facebook and see what this person's doing. Yeah, I, I really don't perfect. understand people that just, like, don't have them or look at them. Yeah, like, any. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> it's just this idea, I feel like, of feeling like I'm so connected to people because mm-hmm. I social media but then at the end of the day I think to myself like okay but like if you didn't have social media like who are the people you'd actually be connected to right like regardless of social media I think social media has a way of making you feel like you're so like socially connected to other Mm -hmm. things but then in some ways it just makes you more anxious like you have to keep up with it you have to keep up with what other people are doing what you're doing on social media right and then there's FOMO and then there's like, yeah, there's FOMO and you think, ev- and you also think that everyone has their life together when you're on social media. I mean, I'm not going to go post a story on Instagram about when I'm having a really rough day. Mm-hmm. Or when I I'm do like- feel like that's becoming a little more common for people to be like, you know, this is a highlight reel and here's something not great that happened. <laughs> and I think that's good. I feel like that's good because mm-hmm. it's not like, yeah, your life is not just like this series of like perfectly filtered pictures like obviously I'm gonna put my best self out Mm -hmm. on social media but like I'm not gonna like I don't post a story when I'm like oh my god I was so depressed today (laughs) like I did just think about last year when you like I forget what app it was on but your hand was bleeding oh I have that picture (laughs) that was because I was working on like a COVID floor during Omicron is that what you're talking about yeah I uh, were your hands just like dry um yeah because i washed them so much in <laughs> my gloves and i was like in full ppe all the time all day yeah and you were just I, like i'm sick of everything look at my hand yeah i think i had like i don't know i think my nose was dry from st- from like the n95 i might have been bleeding mm. and like my hands were bloody yeah <laughs> i know my hands are actually doing pretty well so far this winter but um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I did that. I did post that because of all the anti-vaxxer <laughs> shit. And I was like, go get your fucking vaccine. My hands are bleeding <laughs> from working. Oh, that's terrible. That was not a good time for me. But, <laughs> um, 
yeah we, we all break <laughs> we all have our breaking <laughs> some of us have multiple breaking points mm-hmm. every week um but yeah no I just I think it is important to like just remember that you're like okay like everyone looks like they have this perfect relationship everyone looks like they're traveling all the time they're having mm-hmm. this great like like we all know that that's not like reality for a lot of people and mm-hmm. I think like it's hard because that's all you see sometimes and then you're like okay wait a second like I gotta take a step back here and be like I'm sure like everyone else like everyone else shits the same way you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) we're all just people so Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know I I guess moral of the story I'll I'll say to try to wrap it up unless you have anything else you want to add it's just like let's like let's talk about it in like a very open way maybe not Maybe yes. a little less jokey. Start a dialogue. Start a dialogue with your friends and fam. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think I just appreciate that it's becoming more normalized to talk about. And I feel mm-hmm. grateful that I have good friends like you Aww. who, like, listen. And, like, I feel like I'm probably the most annoying human being on the planet. No. But, like. I do feel grateful that I have, like, a good support system, and I, I wish mm-hmm. that everybody had that. I know yeah. Like, but I feel like I just wish that everyone out there listening has someone that they can talk to if they're going through a hard time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can leave a uh, a box on our Instagram. Yeah. If anyone has any thoughts or feelings. Yeah, I'm very curious, this podcast, if anyone actually made it this far to still listen <laughs> I'm curious if, like, people relate to anything that we talked about. Because I feel like, especially with the millennial stuff, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're not alone in our in our thinking. But I would be curious to hear from people. So, yeah, that would be good. Maybe we'll put something up. All yeah. right. Well, anything else that you want to add? Um, <sighs> shit, I just thought of this, but I feel like this could go on for a while. <laughs> Don't they always go on for a while? <laughs> so, like, I mean, you don't have this so much. You you have it a little bit, but, like, I'm thinking about your nephew. Yeah. Food allergy anxiety is a whole oh. different ballgame. <laughs> yeah, you should really talk to my sister about that because she's she's got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like... I never felt like I could relate to anyone about that. Yeah. If I had to pinpoint a thing that I've been most anxious about, like, yeah, over the years, it would probably be that. And it just, if fucking sucks. Yeah. People don't, people have no idea. (laughs) But I will be honest with you, like, up until my nephew, like, I don't think I got it. I don't think I fully understood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I got that level of anxiety that people go through Uh and I I do I mean I obviously can't understand it from a firsthand experience but I I get it that like someone that I love and care about has that and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's I'm sure it's like hard and people really don't get the severity of how bad an allergy can be they don't Uh and that's hard like to educate people and like I think there's also the sense of, like, people are just very selfish in this world. And so, like, it's, like, I remember you saying one time you were, like, was it, like, Megabus or something you were on? Oh, yeah. And someone, like, had a pack of crackers, like, peanut butter crackers, right? I think it was, like, a Snickers or something. I just think people are not 
yeah about that. but obviously if you like <laughs> like can you put this away mm-hmm. but i feel like you probably oh my god <laughs> this one job that i had i wasn't there for very long it was like a temp job but it's just like you would think at this point in my life i would know how to handle these situations and like i still don't and yeah. it's just like so i don't know why it's so awkward for me this is like the one thing that I'm weird about. <laughs> like, I just don't know how to handle it. So, like, um, I forget what the exact situation was. Like, the girl that I was sitting next to, like, I feel like she had a whole jar <laughs> or something. And then I, like, um, yeah, I emailed, like, my manager or something and then she like moved me to a different desk and then I don't know like the eventually the girl was like oh why don't you just like say something and I'm like because it's awkward like for me to just be like can you stop eating (laughs) like I I get that though like I get like I guess it's like advocating for yourself Mm -hmm. when it's probably like an uncomfortable situation because you don't like don't want to make the person feel bad yeah like it's I don't know. There were, like, like, multiple situations in, like, high school where, like, because I can't even be around it. I start getting, like, lightheaded. Um, God. And people just eat in class, and I had to, like... Like, move. Well, no. I... Because you can't. Right. (laughs) I had to... I went to the nurse's office, like, a couple times, because... Then it's like you start having like a panic attack, and then it's like, how do you isolate? Now we're really getting into my anxiety. I feel like I didn't talk much about my own this yeah. whole time, but like, oh, go for it, go for it. Um, because then you have to start trying to isolate, like what what is actually like having an allergic reaction right now, and what is like I'm just having a panic attack. You're right, right, yeah. Ugh, it sucks. I mean, that's like totally valid. I mean, it's valid for like to have a sense of panic because you just like were (laughs) you just like went through that you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I um yeah I don't know that's like scary because it's like people just like I don't know I'm sure you like encounter it probably all the time with people yeah I mean I personally find it weird that one of the snacks that we offer at my job is like peanut butter crackers yeah because I have to like wipe I mean I wipe everything up but like I think Mm -hmm. like if someone had an allergy like a really bad allergy and they're touching stuff it's just it's uh, it is it's like I'm sure it's very nerve-wracking I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like but it's yeah and it's like you know I can only work on it so much it's never gonna go away (laughs) right right because you I mean that it's you're gonna have to deal with it forever you know what I mean so it's Mm -hmm. like sucks yeah yeah you definitely should talk to her I feel like you guys would have a lot in common about Mm -hmm the anxiety surrounding it um yeah i think there is a lot more advocacy for like food allergy groups so at least like maybe just because i'm more aware of it now but yeah. uh, like sesame just kind of got added to the official list of allergens and i've been seeing it on packaging now that mm-hmm. says like sesame allergy and my whole family's been so excited about it because <laughs> we feel like it's like a big thing that like it's being put on packaging labels right so, like, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just making people, like, you know, especially like, in in general, all labels, I feel like, may contain peanuts. Like, I think we've come a long way with, like, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we have a long way to go with, like, other people being aware of other people. Right. <laughs> you know. 
but all right anything else no (laughs) (laughs) we could keep talking yeah i I said my piece i said what i need to say (laughs) but yeah i think that's i think you're like totally valid in that and yeah you're right it is like a whole different ball game that a lot of people probably can't fully understand Mm -hmm. um but yeah well thanks for listening if you've still been listening (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we'll we'll put some things yeah (laughs) thanks for listening to our therapy session come and get next week um but yeah we'll put something up on our insta and hopefully we'll we'll be back next week if no one has covid (laughs) god yeah it'll be good (sighs) all right All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.